You're now listening to The Real. Man, I appreciate them dudes for talking about The Raw. Wait, they were talking about The Relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The Relentlessly Real Podcast. Welcome, 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 world. Welcome to another, another, another amazing episode of the Relentlessly Real Podcast where we discuss real, raw, and freaking relatable topics. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. Let's kick this off with our, let's kick this off with some introductions. My name is John. My name is Mike. And as you can see, I'm on side of your tail. There you go. I'm on side of your tail. I don't know what that even means. I just like you just say <laughs> stupid things and I say, okay, fine. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. I just Why I know you say it sound like it should be a part of a song. I think it is. A, look, somebody help me out. People who watch. What up, Tony? What up? What up? I mean, Dr. Up, T. Up, Dr. T. Yeah, man. Uh, what's up, Dr. Tony? Hey, hey, thank you. Good to see you. Alicia, welcome back. It's good to see you as well. Listen, thank you for saying good morning to us because we love to say good morning to y'all. We love to be able to have this podcast where we have great conversations. We're going to talk about toxic masculinity. We're going to talk about um, kids. We're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff today. I'm excited about this topic. What's up, Chris? Phil? What up, Chris? What's up, bro? Yo, what up, man? Um, so listen, man, I have a question of the day for you guys today. And then apparently Terrence is going to take over my segment and also ask another question. So we'll see what happens. But I want to ask, okay, so my question of the day is this. What's something you did growing up that your parents never knew when you did it? I'll go first. What's something that you did growing up that your parents never knew that you did it? And I'll go first this time, okay? Because I never do. And the reason I thought this question is my dad and I were talking and he was like, I don't know what the conversation was about. But we were talking about something about, like, you know, you, ne- you never did anything. This is my dad talking. You never done anything in the house that was inappropriate. You never brought girls into the house. Uh, you know, that you never did nothing <laughs> like that. You never, ever, right? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm listening to my dad talking like, Dad, let me let me stop you there. Um, I'm, I don't want to lie to you. Uh, I've, had, I've had a couple chicks in here. All right? I ain't going to lie to you. It's been a great, <laughs> a great couple of years growing up in the household. I love you. I ain't going to lie to you, though. And then we had a great conversation. But the bottom line was, like, he had no clue. There was a couple of things I did growing up that he had no clue about. I, I definitely had a couple of chicks in the house. And he was sitting there like, no, you never done. I'm like, no, your son definitely brought some chicks into the house. Uh, and, and, you know, it was a great experience. I got, thank you for having this house, actually. I appreciate it. All you it. did was pray with him, John. So it's like, that's all. That's- we, we, we did things. And she's called on his name. No, she didn't call his name. Uh, I'm not going to go any further than that. I, also, I stole my dad's car. When I was growing I'm, up, I know I, I, to, I think I've told y'all that. I think everybody yeah. does that. I stole my dad's car. And I think that's a, like a regular thing to do. I don't think that's a really big thing, big deal. But yeah, I mean, like a couple of times he would, he would go to work and he left. I thought he was I thought he was inviting me to steal it because he left the car keys on the uh, counter. And I'm like, do you not know I'm 18? <laughs> Listen, I'm, like, I'm 17. This is obviously for me. You clearly <laughs> left this for me. I'm 17 years old. I don't have a license, but you have a nice car. And literally the only reason he found out, I'm not lying to y'all. My neighbor was like, hey, congratulations. Your son got his license. My dad was like. My, my son don't got his license. <laughs> I said, listen, I said, you snitches get stitches, niggas. <laughs> I wanted to take care of that, that neighbor. Anyway, that's how I got caught. Um, what's something that happened to you guys? And anyone on the uh, chat, you're feel free to uh, answer the question as well. But anything that happened that your parents so, never knew, and they'll find they'll be today years old when they find this out. Yeah, okay? so I so I stole my brother's car. I was 15, no license. I, 15 and a half, whatever it was. I had a learner's permit. 
I stole my brother's car and went down the street to try to get some cheats. Um, okay. I did do that. And like, so like, like, <laughs> like I said, I remember it was like, it said, I was like two o'clock in the morning. Like, where am I going at two o'clock in the morning at 15 down the street? So I did that. Um, every time my parents went out of town, I threw a house party. Every time. I like that idea. Every time they went out of town, don't have no guests in this house. Sure. <laughs> I figured since they family and friends and we all go to church, they not really guests. They, they you live here. Wait, you live here people, now. Your church people came to your house. Though? Oh, we threw party. We we threw an all white party. Wait a minute, I never forget it. And well, I, not, I, I, not at your parents. Not at your parents. <laughs> house. Yo, and we had a we got a single. I mean, we had a townhome. And when I say they, it was different levels. I'm going back to like, yo, we had this joint like lit. We yes. outside, like my neighbors not snitches. Yeah. They outside on the on the deck or whatever it was. Like, I love the community. A community. Uh, it was a community party. party. Like, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then sure. only sure. thing I asked because my bro- <laughs> like I don't understand now. I grow now that I'm older. My brother lived with me and he wasn't invited, but yet I expected him not to snitch. Like. Wait, you didn't wait, make this make sense. Wait, you, didn't, you didn't invite your own brother to the party, Terry? I did not invite him to the party. That's just rude. <laughs> like, That's he in rude. his room, door closed, probably trying to sleep or whatever it was. And here I am. I got people, like, in the house, girls, dudes, like, just, just in the, on the steps. He can't even get up to his room. Like, they on the steps. It was It was bad. <laughs> Wait, so how your brother not get invited to a party and he lived there? Which I have no idea. I, I, it don't even make any sense. That's rude, Terrence. That's like, so rude. Imagine coming home. Isn't he, is he older than you? He is older than me. Like he went to the store, come back. He's like, Wait, what? What? Are, yes. What are all these cars doing? Yes. <laughs> but he wasn't going to tell because my brother was right or that. He wasn't going to tell. And oh, then okay. if something broke, like don't let me go down for it. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That you, you know how it is. I don't watch the grassy, but I guess we are terrible. It sounds like we're trash people. I saw as Chris Phil said he stole the car, girls in the house, weed in the house. Yeah, these are normal things. You're growing up, you're getting, you know what I mean? Mike, what about you, bro? So something that they something that I did that they didn't think I did, or or I didn't get caught, right? Something you did, they they'll be today years old when they find it out. They'll be on Relentlessly Real Podcast, like, wait a minute, Mike did what now? Okay. (laughs) So Funny story. I'm going to try to make this short. Okay. So I used to ride dirt bikes back in the day, right? Still do, but anyway, that's another story. Um, But used to ride dirt bikes. My dad had got me a dirt bike, and he always would say, hey, don't go out riding this unless I'm home. I'm like, all right, cool. The one day he wasn't home, I went out and rode the dirt bike. And I actually like ended up racing one of my, uh, one of my friends that I grew up with down the street. So it's this one-way street, and then you got like a cross street or whatever. Um, and we race to the cross street. So as we're racing down to the cross street, down to the stop sign, I see my dad coming up the street. Oh God. He's coming up the street towards us as we're racing, like towards him, oh, but God. he turns left, like, and avoids us. And I'm like, okay. Oh shoot. Like I'm going to get caught. So what I ended up doing, I waited a little bit for my dad to go around the corner. I went behind him and then kept going straight. And the way the streets are set up is once he came like towards this street, towards our house, I was literally on the opposite street in the woods trying to race to the house to meet him at the house before he gets there. <laughs> We're so in a Ferris wheel. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I ended up coming out on the woods side of our house. Our house was near the woods, uh, maybe like two houses from, from like the woods in the neighborhood. So I come out of the woods and go through the backyard, park the bike, 
that mm. go through the back door. And mm. as he's coming through the front door, I'm like closing the back door and like. <laughs> <laughs> look, Michael, Michael, look, dad walk in, Michael over there reading his Bible. He's like, yes, yes, father. I was just sitting here reading Corinthians. I was <laughs> waiting for you to come home. How was your day? <laughs> I was just here praying for you. Yeah, see, when they start you. being too nice, that's when you know, like, yeah, man. you ain't never this concerned. Let me tell you what I'm doing. My Yo. dad didn't play, man. My dad told us not to watch TV at the house. And if he got home, when he got home from work, my dad was mm. so pressed that he would feel the back of the TV to see if it was hot. <laughs> I said, this nigga here. I mean, he just. That's OD. <laughs> He's like, I feel oh, the TV's hot. Is they... that your mom? <sighs> that is my mom. So oh, oh, God. There <laughs> we go. Yo, you uh, look right after this podcast. Right after this podcast, he's gonna get a nice little phone call and a pull up. Oh, so we going oh, we doing dirt bikes, huh? Uh, <laughs> That's that great. was tough. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the whole time, right after that, right after he came inside, we talked and everything. I was like, "Hey, Dan, can I go ride a dirt bike?" He was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> <laughs> little does he know, he probably saw the dirt on your uh, pants, Mike. You didn't, you didn't slick. <laughs> He knows. I'm gonna ask about That's this. Now he, you definitely have a conversation about it because uh, well, Mrs. Going, Mrs. Patty gonna tell yeah, this story. Yeah, Miss Patricia said, uh, "I'm today years old." Uh, so Terrence has the next question of the day. What's what did you got, T? Okay, so th- so we we got to picture this. All right, picture this. All right, so you got you have teenage kids, right? Teenage kids. Here's a scenario, and they are they out of town. And you let somebody else, let's say it's a person from your church, stay the night at the house. Something's going on with the house. So they stay in the, stay in the house. And you offer your child's room, right? So they you get them a child's room, and they everything goes well, and they leave. And so you go to clean up after them, and you find a pack of condoms underneath the bed, underneath your daughter's bed. And you don't know if it's your daughter's or the person who just left your house. Mm. How do you handle this conversation? What do oh you my do? Gosh. What do you do? I just really want to know. What would you do? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got two daughters, man. Don't play with me. Like, this is yeah, a bad right. question. <laughs> so, so, okay. You said there's a like a church friend that stays at the house? Yeah. Okay. All right. So church I'm a, friend? Yeah. Fresh friends are hoes too, man. Shoot, that's yeah, you wouldn't dare assume that this lady goes that comes from your Bible study. That's the key, yeah. Why you got them condoms in there? Go ahead, Mike. Nah, so I'm gonna ask. I'm I'm gonna ask the church friend first because I'm thinking I'm gonna ask the church friend first. Reason why is I want to knock out the adult conversation first before I have to go to the like adult to teenage conversation. Jovita I want to get that out of the way. Let me tell you something. You're not going to speak for both of us, Jovita. You, you can talk to the, you talk to the friend first. I will talk to him. Listen, who's got their cheeks clapping in my dad? <laughs> oh, no. Yo, that's a great question. It's, yo, so that it kind of leads in because this like, so I, 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 everybody knows we do the Netflix. I do my Netflix and chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Netflix and chill session where I talk about like what I'm watching, whether it's good or bad. So shout out to Jason. He probably probably not on today's episode. I stumbled upon this show, and I'm about to sh- share it so John can get it set up. I stumbled upon this show um, after watching Euphoria and some serious stuff. I'm like, yo, I need something else that's not as serious. Um, yeah, and so Euphoria I start to take you there. Yeah, like, Euphoria yo, take you, you there, right? Cause... Bring it in. <laughs> I can bring it in. We good. So I I just want you to watch this and just tell me like what you think about just this scene. Viewers at home, everybody, all you all. Mr. Kim. Kevin, how can I help you? 
This is my friend Roger. Hello, Roger. Nice to meet you. Hmm. We are performing for Pride Week, and we'd love to put our poster up in your window. Your group is called uh, Gay Town Boyd? Yes, it is. And yes, we are. It's a messy poster. Who made? Get the refund, huh? Or is it because we're gay? No, of course it isn't. It's okay, don't mind him. No, I have no problem with the gay, but I have problem with the parade. Traffic, garbage, noise. If you're the gay, why can't you be quiet, respectful gay, huh? Like uh, Anderson Cooper, you know? Neil Patrick Harris, you know? They're all the gay, but they don't yelling to me, they're the gay. It's not about being loud, Kevin. Mr. Kim. It's... Some people don't like Korean, but we don't making big parade yelling at the people, we're the Korean, we're the Korean. <laughs> Mr. Kim, are you homophobic? Roger. What word are you using? Homophobic, Mr. Kim. This is discrimination against the homos, and it's a hate crime, and I'm gonna report it. What? Roger. What? Report? Yeah, 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 rook, rook, rook. I am not a homo, homophobic. Uh -huh. Look, if I'm a homo homo uh, pibic, then why I... Why do I give a gay discount, hmm? Sorry? Yeah, if I'm a homo bobo, then why I having the gay discount? 15% gay discount only for the gay pride week. So how much would this be? Regular, $2. But for you, with a gay discount, <laughs> and how do you know if someone's gay? I can tell. You have gaydar, Mr. Kim? Yeah, I have a gaydar. 100% guarantee. Well, we'll be sure to spread the word. And the poster? You can do better. What is this foolishness? Tell? So, let me tell you all, let me tell you all right now yeah. that not only was that to me that was like utterly hilarious that was the first episode <laughs> the very first episode so i knew this this is about to be some like some some it's What's so the show is called kim's convenience it is on netflix um there are a lot it's net, net it's on netflix oh, i'm glad at least i've seen the show i was about to tell lisa about it the show is probably one of the best sitcoms i've seen in a very long time I started two days ago. I'm already halfway done season two. It is really, really good. Not only is it laugh out loud funny, the cast is incredible. Uh, Simon Liu, the guy who played Shang Chi, he's one of the main mm -hmm. stars. He's one of the main stars in it. Um, some of the people, some of the, the characters on there was from Handmaid's Tale. It's a Canadian show, um, and so it it ran for five seasons in Canada, and it's now now of course it's done airing, and, and Netflix bought it. It is utterly hilarious. The, and the other thing about this show, John and Mike and everybody else, the the morals and the themes of the show are so on point, so on point. So the what would the would you rather is is a, is what I presented to you all was an episode in which his daughter has moved out and they invited their pastor to stay over and they found condoms underneath the bed. And so they were trying to hide. They're trying to hide. He's like, oh, this this not pastor. She hosts a woman. And he's like, no, she she modern. She wear tennis shoes. She wear tennis shoes with dress. She no condom. It's and I'm just saying the entire time, the entire time I'm watching the show, I cannot stop watching it. It is hilarious. So if you're looking for something to watch, that is, it, it, I couldn't. Uh, we were talking about it the other day. I can't compare it. 
I'm not saying it's as funny as Modern Family, or I'm not saying that, but I would say I find myself enjoying every single episode, and I can't stop watching it. Like it's just, are you still watching? Yeah, I'm still watching. It's a great show. Great show. I want you to do that accent that you did. What, what was I'm not uh, doing how, the how did they talk again? again? Okay. I'm not doing uh, I'm doing I'm not, <laughs> I was like, what, what in the heck is he doing? It's a good show, ladies and gentlemen. Netflix, Kim's Convenience. Kim's I'm convenience. I'm telling just click play. Trust me. Trust me. Okay. Um well, I actually uh, I saw somebody say, I think Chris said, I'm talking to everybody. In that uh, particular instance of what you said, T, for the actual uh, question of the day, I think that's the solution that I'm going to have. Yeah. We're, having a, we're having a whole staff meeting at my house where I'm talking to. I was about to, to say, we're yeah. going to bring the church friend. We're gonna Man, bring the church, everybody's, I'm just going to put the condoms. I'm going to put the condoms. I'm going to put a you bunch of condoms right there. The You're not going to the church with the condoms. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to ask whoever stayed over there. I'm pouring the condoms in the center of the room. Not just the one. I'm putting a bunch of them. I'll make everybody feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and we're going to say, whose condoms are these? Are these yours or are these yours? Okay, whose are they? Or are they Javi- Whose condoms are they? I, I got questions. Say, huh? what, if somebody, what if they somebody told somebody you didn't even think of? I don't know, T. It'll be a very interesting conversation. So today, <laughs> <laughs> today, guys, we actually want to have a very interesting dialogue, a conversation. We had a meeting this past Wednesday. We were talking about uh, just kids and, and, and toxic masculinity um, and how that uh, transpires within our families and all that good stuff. The first part of this, I want to kick it off and then we'll, we'll go into some other parts of it. But I want to talk about, and I, to whatever degree you guys feel comfortable, but I want to talk about how difficult it is to have kids. I want to talk about like the legit aspect. because I think this is something that I did not know prior to having kids, right? I did not understand... Um, I thought you just smash and kids just appear, right? I just thought it was as simple as just a couple of hits, you know, here and there. And you try and the kids appear, but or the kid, you know, whatever. But, um, man, what I learned <clears throat> when I had children or when we were trying is that it's not as simple as that, right? So it's not as easy as that. And I, one of the things we wanted to make sure we did was expose the truth about that process, Um yeah, not a couple of hits. Yeah, expose the truth of that of that process that is it's actually harder to do than people think. Um, and I want to normalize uh, the loss of children along the way, the journey of having kids and the loss of kids along the way. Um, so I don't know if y'all want me to start this this topic off, or if somebody feels more comfortable. I, but I don't mind. I don't mind being initiated. So how y'all feel? Because we didn't talk about who's gonna start it off. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Hit it, Mike. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> around the lines of like normalizing this topic, um, I, I, for one, am experiencing like me and my wife are experiencing uh, like complications with being able to conceive. Uh, we've been experiencing it for some time. And I think um, in the beginning, like uh, when we had first got married, uh, we had decided to do like birth control. Um, we did that for some time, but but it was short lived, uh, and I think it had a lot to do with like the direction of where we wanted to go, like future wise with like having kids and stuff. So we stopped it, um, and then as we're like going along, like trying to have kids, we're realizing like you know things aren't really going the way we expected it to, and um, after you know a few years, we're doing research were uh, actually like seeing specialists and everything. Um, there are a few uh, health compli- uh, complications that are happening. Um, or more like 
on my wife's end and we're addressing those things. Um, but I'm also taking like initiative to uh, eventually like go get checked myself because what, what, what ends up happening, what ends up happening in situations like this, it's like you go through the confusion phase of like, Hey, it's been a couple of years. We, you know, mm-hmm. been doing what we think is right. Um, <laughs> as far as like having sex or whatever, yeah. Boy, sorry. Coloring. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but at the end of the day, um, nothing, there, there's no fruit from it. Right. So we're trying to figure out what the heck is happening. Um, and it causes us to do the research and stuff. So you go through this like confusion phase, you go through this, Hey, trying to figure out, uh, uh, you want people to, uh, give you an answer. You, you're going out here looking for specialists to give you an answer. And every corner you turn around, like there's something else. Um, so at the end of the day, it turns around of like, okay, as a believer, where do you go from here? Um, is this something that God intended for me to, uh, to go through? Is this something that God intended for us to be able to like conceive, like what have you. And, um, with all that in mind, um, I just feel like we're in an interesting space currently. Um, not necessarily good, not, not all the way good, not necessarily bad, but it's, it's just an interesting space. So I'll, I'll leave it like that and we can uh, talk more about it as we continue in the conversation. Love it. Love it. Um, I think <clears throat> one of the things that we talk about all the time within our podcast, like when we were not, you know, publicly on here, we have conversations about like our transparency, our transparency and vulnerabilities being exposed in a real way. Um, we want this podcast to be something that's, yeah, it's fun, it's energetic, we have a good time and all that good stuff, but we also want um, to bear the burdens of each other, our brothers, and talk about these things, expose these these truths that happen, right? So one thing that I know when I, my wife and I were trying for our kids, um, we didn't realize, and I, I guess I'll bounce this back to you or Terrence, we didn't know, one, the difficulty of it, but we also didn't know <clears throat> that other people were going through the same thing. Yeah. And I think the biggest part of this conversation <laughs> is not realizing how normal it is and the shame that may go alongside not realizing how normal it is. Um, so my mm-hmm. wife and I really thought like, oh, well, you know, nobody talks about it. So nobody else is having those type of same complications, which makes you feel like you can't talk about it. Right. So the fact that nobody's talking about it makes us not want to talk about it. It makes it feel like something's wrong with us and not something's wrong just in general with the whole plight of trying to have children. So. Let me ask you this, um, Mike, and, and Terrence, you can um, answer as well, of course. But like, but I don't think Terrence, you had you guys were two for two, I think. I think y'all tried and y'all <laughs> y'all literally woke up and it was it was uh it was it. That was it. But yeah. you know, as far as um, Mike w- was concerned, and you and you and Renee, did you guys or uh talk to people about it? Like, did you expose the truth of it, or did you kind of feel like the, the, the quote unquote shame that I and my wife experienced? So at first we didn't. Um because I mean, honestly, you don't really know how to have that conversation. Um, I think we got more comfortable along the journey to talk about it because uh, this was something that we started to experience even within our our own like friend groups. Like other people are like that we know are having those complications, and I I can't remember exactly like how the convo came up. It might have came up in, you know, like hey guys, pray for us and this in this regard because we're going through X, Y, and Z. It, it took a level of transparency on somebody's part to bring it up. Sure. And and once at least one person exposed it, that's when we started to see, okay, this is actually a common thing. Not 
not just amongst like you know the masses like everyone going through it like like several people going through it in the world but more so like people that are close to us mm -hmm. that don't we didn't even know mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah. we didn't we had no idea that they were experiencing this issue um so um yeah 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 yeah. I was I was I was reading something. It's, it's funny, and I just stumbled upon it because I was looking at something else that had nothing to do with this topic. But the, the it was a, a doctor. Uh, she was a, it was a, it was a researcher, and she was saying across the board across the world, um, birth rates are dramatically down. Mm. And she said it's something that we should that that she thinks that scientists should look into across the board. Like it's not even like at least just point out numbers. But she was saying historically, it's like the 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 death rate is climbing. And the birth rate is slowing down across the world. Um, and, and and here was a, here's what, here was the crazy thing. It is actually more prevalent in first world countries than third world countries. And that's the part I was just like, that's where I shocked. But I was shocked because you would think with the countries with the best health care, the best economy, the best housing, the longest lifespan, those are the countries you think would ha would have no issues with birth rate. Meanwhile, third world countries are their birth rates are actually going up by like something like like a 0.5% have gone up steadily over the past like decades while first world countries like China, United States, Japan um they they go down. I don't even think I think Japan is not even if, if her her numbers were Japan was like at 0.5% of every mm. couple has a child in Japan mm. or is able to birth. Not like make sense while so it, it was just an interesting data point that I think that you know I think there is more science behind it too. As well as the yeah. emotional impact of it, um, and I yeah. remember I was I was talking to someone. Um, oh, I was talking to my my wife about something. And I was just saying this is also a, a topic I like to generally hear from more women. I think men have an impact, so I'm, that's why I'm glad for Mike and John us talking about it because normally we don't have a, we don't have a say. But I'm also mm -hmm. and the reason why I, I like to listen to women from this topic is because I'm not a woman, and we're not women, and so the the oftentimes the, the struggle to conceive is a burden that is held by women. And I don't think what we, we will, as men can ever understand that. Like the idea of feeling like a failure yeah. may, or, or if that, that, that can trickle in and make sense. And so it's just always, I never thought about that mindset until, until we started having these conversations yeah. about that's why a lot of the, 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 the guilt and a lot of the, you know, the emotion yeah. comes pent because I don't want to feel like I'm like failing this one thing. I like it's like I got I'm supposed to do one thing on this earth with my husband. You see what mm. I'm saying? Like and and, and not no, to you, you, you're absolutely right, man. Right. Um uh because I know that was one of the things that uh we experienced, right? Mm -hmm. Like me me trying to understand that that was uh like with all transparency, that was something that you know Renee has struggled with. Mm -hmm. Um, or at least she had she eventually bought up to me because mm -hmm. even with talking about um conception and like having complications and stuff she didn't explain to me till later or express to me till later that uh there was a level of insecurity in that realm mm -hmm. right so i i don't know whether it was just a lack of me being emotionally intelligent about the situation or whatever or being aware like yo like she might feel like inadequate and i have to ensure that i am reassuring her in a in a way of like yo like whether we have kids or not like you're still enough yeah um yeah, yeah you're you're still enough like but we we got into the whole 
uh, uh, like taking birth control in the beginning because we knew we didn't want to have kids right away, like out the yeah. out out the gate of getting married. Yeah. Right. So with that in mind, like I knew she was enough then, and I I still believe that she is enough now, um, regardless of what like how this turns out. Granted, I am a firm believer in like like the fact that like God has given us signs that okay, this is something that he he honors us in. And mm-hmm. this is something that we desire and he honors that. Yeah. And in those those low moments where um, we feel unsure, or those low moments where we like, you know, maybe this really isn't for us. There are reminders that he gives us through people, through 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 things like different interactions or whatever like that, that we experience in this world to remind us like, OK, this is something like he reminds us of the promise. Right. Um, so I to to kind of bring that back around full circle yeah the the le- the insecurities are there both for the men and women but um especially for the women i believe um but it it, it takes having that that level of like uh um, relationship with god to to understand like okay god is this really supposed to be for us okay if you confirm that then i have to settle i have to set on that i have to keep my mind on that i have to keep my my mind focused on that in spite of like what things look like, you know, walk by faith and not by sight type thing. Right. So that's what we believe in for. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome, man. I, and I, I, I hear, I see in the comments and I think it's interesting and I'm glad that you were there for Renee in that way. Um, I think the role of a husband is so difficult in that space. It really is because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You never did it before. You never tried before. You never yeah. understood it before. So I mean, I remember, and that's why, part of the reason why we want to have these conversations more as husbands and men and, f- and fathers and all that is, is normalizing a space where Mike can say, John, this is what we're going through. Terrence can say, John, this is what I'm going through. And we say, okay, so let me come alongside you guys, pray with you guys, of course, but also like literally just, you know, asking those questions. So like, there'll be t- like, literally we'll be talking Mike and uh, Terrence and I'll be talking about something. I'm like, yo, Mike, where are you on this conversation? Like, wh- you know, how, how are you doing with, What's whatever's going on in your life with your wife, right? Um, another part of this thing is well, how family impacts this. So what mm-hmm. family will do, especially when you're newly married, will ask, y'all ain't going to have no kids? When y'all going to have kids? When are you going to bring me this? When are you going to bring me that? And the impact of those statements um, unchecked can really break break down, you know, a whole system between the, mar- the marital system, like between you and your wife, because they will interject their thoughts Oh, you should be having kids right now. Nick, I'm trying. Okay. I'm doing my, my part. It ain't, cause <laughs> yeah. I, it ain't for lack of trying. But what they don't, what I, I told, what they didn't realize was that, you know, we were going through a very difficult season of our lives of losing kids as they're asking us when y'all gonna start having them. You know, we're losing children <laughs> left and right. You know what I mean? And, and not to put in, it was like, so that it's kind of spoke to a lot of different areas of our, our marriage. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the things I remember, I remember being upstairs in our house literally sitting with Jovita um, on the floor and she was telling me something about, and I hope, you know, this is not too, I, I think Jovita's okay with it because, you know, it, it's, fr- it's reframed her and made her stronger. But, um, you know, I was sitting there on the couch and, and I remember, you know, she was saying she's having the issue of like losing the child, whatever the case may be. And, and I'm sitting there like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We're going to be fine. You know, you're trying to encourage believing that it is going to be fine. And you're, you're just as equally lost don't understand what's happening trying to figure it out just as she is but the encouraging fact of it is 
as I tried to, we talk with Mike about sometimes too, is just like, I, I remember when, the first time we talked about this a couple of years ago was that we thought we were never going to have a child and we got two of them now. You know what I'm saying? We had the same situation at our doorstep, right? Like where we're just sitting there losing, and we, we would have had four kids if we had, um, you know, had all the children come, right? And Lord help me, okay? If that had transpired, I would really be <clears throat> crying on this here live with four children. But um, God still, you know, saw fit to allow two to come come, come through. And I'm, I'm like, we're still believing that for you and, you and Renee, but we got to yeah. normalize the conversation, I think, too. I, yeah, and that's so funny, John. You said, oh, go ahead, Mike. I, I remember that combo. We were driving yeah. in the BMW and we were on the way to, to go out to eat. And something came up, and I don't know how the conversation came up, but you mentioning that to me that, you know what I'm saying, you all had struggled in the beginning and now you have a kid. I think this is before your second child. Mm -hmm. And like, literally like that day before, man, like I was hurting bad. So yeah. for you to like mention that in the car to me, I was like choked up. Yeah, I know it was dark. You got your tents and stuff on your, in your car, or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so and I, I love that. I, I love that. Even like, like being transparent. And those are the signs that I'm talking about, as far as like God reminding us that like He's He's sending people. He's sending signs. Like, yo, it's you're still like you're still on track. You know what I'm saying? It might not be like within your timing, but. Um, like his timing is perfect so the fact that he even like led you to say that to me within that conversation that day wasn't yet another reminder to be like yo like it's cool i'm gonna send you people to help you get along like go through this journey like you don't have to go through it alone type situation so yeah and I, so and the funny like and one of my other friends uh, my other friends john he, he he went through something similar and he, he now has five girls so like he like he says all the time like we we had lost several kids and I was just like man like you know and he's like now look at it. like we got five girls like like so it's just like you just mm -hmm. never know. I also think like it's the I often think that like whatever you want to call it conservative views and I'm just gonna flat out call it. I also think the church is not good at answering these topics at all oh, uh, or mm -hmm. discussing this. Because what I, I see happen, well, like, and Mike, I, I like, I know Mike, because Mike has shared this several times. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, well, you know, it's because you were so active when you were young, God's punishing you. Meanwhile, Mike's wife was a virgin. So, like, what, do you, what, what, were you, what are you saying? What now? Like, like what now? It's, it's like, you don't, like. It's because you're a virgin be, that y'all can't have no kids. Yeah. Like, what? And I'd be like, God God be like, yo, don't speak for me, nigga. Like, dude, don't speak for me. Like, makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. I'm going I'm to let this, like. It's going to happen when it's going to happen. I got this. You yeah. don't got this. Makes yeah. sense. And so uh, it's always good and, just to surround you and, people with people. Who, and just you know. to kind of like another transparency moment, like mm -hmm. you mentioned in the fact that oh, like you mentioned uh, uh, you know, it's, it's because of how active you were like in your previous life, <laughs> whatever like that, like in the mm -hmm. past. Um, I've even struggled with that myself. Right. Because mm -hmm. because I wasn't a virgin growing up and because I was out here like just doing whatever I've had like, and, and still sometimes have to battle those insecurities of like, mm. yo, did I wild out that much where like now I'm being punished for it. God you know is being saying? petty. Yeah. 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 And, right. and that's not the type of God that we serve. Right. No, no. Um, mm. And, and, and those are just signs of like how the enemy will try to use those, those things, those insecurities to separate you yeah. from the truth. 
like mm-hmm. the truth of like God's love towards you, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And Javita uh, made a good point, And I'm glad she said that because you, you, you kind of forget. I mean, it's four years ago when we had our kid. But when we were when we were going through those. It's so funny. We were going through the situation, Mike. And I know you I know you I know you know what I'm about to say almost. But like, you know how when you're going through it. So like when you're going through um the symptoms that are like yo what's going on like um for instance Javita experienced bleeding like she because she said Javita said and even after having successful pregnancies some I'm trying to scroll I can't scroll but even after having some of the uh pregnancies Jesus where is she you guys see it I'm sorry I can't see oh now even I, after ha- I got yeah, it go ahead. um and even after having some having successful pregnancies some yeah. of the symptoms of early pregnancy are the same, the same as, as miscarriage. miscarriage right the and that sticks with you. Yes. And so that that was the thing that because I'm going on like uh, I'm Googling her symptoms. I'm like, yeah, it can't be. We about to have this baby. Right. And they were like, well, um, if she's bleeding, she could be having like losing a kid. Also, it could be a normal, (laughs) normal situation in which you're right on track to have the kid. Like literally it was on both sides of the topic of like, oh, you're you're fine. It's good. And you're also it's not fine. Mm -hmm. You should go to the hospital on both like every single symptom. And so, like I said, when you're when you're when it's the first time you're going through the things, you're like you're sitting there trying to figure out, well, do we rush to the hospital or do we like let this play out? Do we, you know, are we good or are we not good the whole entire yeah. time? Yeah. Um, but I, what I love about what you said the most, you can't control it. You can't you can't make your child come to f- full you know full fruition, right? Like you just have to kind of literally trust God on that jump, of course. But the other part of that is, too, our community has to do better about having these conversations more often, because what the, the, the thing we don't want is for you to feel alienated or to feel like yeah. you're by yourself or feel like no one else deals with that. Because what the issue is, all we see is the end result. We only see, what, yeah. you know, oh, uh, John got two kids. Terrence got two kids. What's wrong with us? Right. That's all mm-hmm. you see in the moment. And that's why I felt like. It was important for us to have that conversation, Mike, you know, and say, oh, no, bro, it happened to me. But before that, though, Mike, somebody did that for me. Somebody told me, one of my, my guy friends told me, bro, yeah, man, I, we lost a couple of kids and they had two at that time. So it yeah. was it was somebody did it for me. Mm-hmm. I did that for Mike. And then, you know, if God if God's so fit to give you all three or four or five or seven different kids. Then you gonna do that for somebody? Yeah, no, no, no. Receive this. Yeah, seven. yeah. All seven. <laughs> all seven. Five and subs. Come on. All seven. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you say you want them, and then all this, seven. so this is the, this is the other part of the conversation that we want to make sure that we get to. Yeah, no, no, no. Right there. Ain't no way. Ain't no, no, no. no, no. All seven. You say you want kids. Uh, God gonna answer your prayer. Okay, you gonna and, get these seven. And kids. just think, just think, Renee. Like, like, just think. You and since we got kids. You got babysitters, right? Because because that's that's the best part, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Jamal (laughs) Jamal said not many folks share the process of intimate aspects of life, especially if they're challenging. And I totally agree. Um, uh, And so we wanted to to dismantle the the um, this idea or the ideology that it's easy to have kids. We wanted to make sure we did that today, but we also wanted to go into this other part of this conversation, which is kids is difficult. 